It's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back to the show for episode 113. 113, Blake. Is that good luck or bad luck? I, I'm not sure. It's 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 bad luck times 100, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's great, man. That's great. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I literally sat down just now and I looked in my mug yep. and I forgot to fill it with water to clear my throat. So what's in it? What was in it was was a drum key. A drum key? Well, that's how you know you're in a recording studio. Who would put who? Who would do that, Blake? Who I don't know. I find those things key? everywhere, <laughs> except for when we need them. <laughs> how you doing, Guys, man? I'm I'm doing okay. Good. I was I was a little late getting down here because of a funeral. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah I made that. a bunch of people angry on Facebook because I complained <laughs> about the funeral. Yeah, they were blocking the whole interstate. Yeah. Like, what if I was an emergency vehicle? Would they get out of the way, you think? No, you wouldn't have mattered because they were actually for emergency vehicles, right? That is true. I, you know, this is this is how my brain works, is when I was sitting there in traffic and I was seeing just the cavalcade of all the, the cops and the emergency vehicles, I was thinking, now's the time to knock off a bank. <laughs> Everybody who was sitting with you was thinking the same thing, except they just didn't have the material. Well, okay, so this is this is something like when you're when you're up at like three in the morning, like I often am, because I don't, I never sleep. These are the types of things I think of. Is that if I was going to rob some like jewelry store, for instance, yeah. and I was going to rob it in the middle of the night, uh-huh. what you do is you have your decoy go across town and throw a bunch of bricks through some windows, yeah, because you know there's only like four or five officers on duty right and yeah. like at four in the morning so they go to investigate those alarms or whatever oh, yeah. and you're on the other side of town yeah you rob like you have like five or six different banks go off at exactly the same time but you just robbed the one and that was from a movie wasn't it i can't remember but it's been, i don't, I don't know i mean yeah. i'm sure i'm not the first person no. to have ever come up with that no. idea but now we're not advocating anyone do that no. because that's violence and, yeah. and, and don't go theft. robbing banks. That's a bad. But idea. if anyone does do that, write us and let us know how it goes. I don't think it's going to go very well. You, what, what, what would you? You don't know anything. Let, <laughs> yes, you know I what? I know not I'm, to rob I'm banks. All about, let let those people have some <laughs> self determination, Blake. Come on. True. Uh, so I did want to mention some good news at the start of the show. Okay, so, what's good news? So Thomas Massey, uh-huh. uh, the uh, representative out of Kentucky, yeah. who is, you can count on one hand the number of even remotely decent politicians in Washington, D.C., but I would count him as one of them. Okay. Now, this is the same Thomas Massey you might remember who was just the pariah of Washington just a few weeks yeah. ago because he was the guy that was saying, look, if you're going to vote on this massive pork barrel bill that's going to include these stimulus checks to people, but also, by the way, is going to include billions and billions of dollars to special interest. We covered that whole thing on this mm-hmm. program. Yeah then I think everybody should have to show up in Washington and vote and have their vote recorded. Yeah. I want it for historical part, for posterity's sake. Yeah. I want people to see these are the people that voted for all of this pork bill or spending. These are mm-hmm. the people who don't care about budgets, don't care about deficits. 
And, and because of that, everyone was trying to paint him to be a monster of, oh, why don't you want to help people? Why are you trying to delay relief? Blah, 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 blah. Now, never mind, of course, that not two weeks later, people were humming the exact same tune he was when it was more politically expedient to say those things. Yeah. But it matters more that he said it when it wasn't popular versus everyone else who was saying when it was than the popular thing. But go ahead and pull up that graphic right there. So they, you know, a lot of people gave money to his GOP primary opponent trying to get him out of Congress. Guess what? what? He won with 88.2% of the vote nice. over this Todd McMurtry fellow. Nice. You know, I, I would hate to see somebody lose an election by 88.2% of the vote. That's what would happen if I ran. I, I don't think it would. I, I really, <laughs> I really don't. Because, well, I mean, we live in a relatively small town where like maybe a thousand people are going to vote for yeah. your like city, city council, council yeah. seat or whatever. So like you, you could probably win. I, I genuinely think that. So should I try? I mean, no. <laughs> I, well, I mean, if I you just want to, if you just want to like collect the check for being a council person uh-huh. and then just vote no on everything and never yeah. Yeah. do anything, then you should. Yeah. I've considered that. I've idea. considered running for some sort of small public office uh-huh. and all I do for the entire time in, I'm in office is just, it's just drop bombs, not literally, not literally, figuratively on yes. everyone else in government vote no on everything and just refuse to do my duties up to the point of getting like kicked yeah. out of office. That's right, what I but would do. The problem is, is that everyone would love you and they just keep voting you back in because you were actually doing something right. I mean, if they're yeah. happy to have me as their representative <laughs> while I do nothing and just collect a check. Yeah. And... Isn't that what the rest who, of them do? I who mean... am I to interrupt the democratic process? Exactly. 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 You know, losing, losing like that Todd McMurtry guy, like losing 88.2% or whatever it was like, that's, that's almost as bad as like having someone kneel on your neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Isn't it that bad? Yeah. That's like, that's just as bad as having someone break into your house and shoot you eight times while you're asleep. Yeah. That's how bad that is losing. (laughs) Wow. What? Is it too soon? Those are just dark analogies. Is it too soon? I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just making no. analogies oh, here, no, okay? No. I get that. I get that. It, whatever. I can't, I can't even yeah. talk to you. No. But you know, last week when we were airing the premiere of the show, there was a bunch of people in chat that were saying, we should make a drinking game for really? It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Okay. We should make a drinking game for all these different things and references in the show. And believe it or not, someone actually, so Jonathan, our, our uh-huh. media extraordinaire actually okay. sent us this. He actually went through the chat and put together everyone's rules for the drinking game. <laughs> so everyone at home, get, get your, get your beers or your shots ready. This is the, it's too late drinking game. So yeah. drink when you've already three or four drinks into this man. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, look at that thing. When Alan complains about Blake, oh, I, I never do that. No, you don't. I do that. never do much. that. Here, how, how many times? No, 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 no. How many times okay, have okay. I said that Blake is the best producer in podcasting? We'll put that back up just so you can go ahead and drink. Alan says something he said he wouldn't say after last show. I'm yep. not going to talk about the cops this week. I, I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to talk about the cops this week. <laughs> Alan says his own name. Well, that's not fair because well, yeah, I'm just reading on. the graphic. Yeah, it, I'm just reading it. They're just looking for a reason to drink now. Okay. Uh, any reference to euthanasia.com? Well, some people need the information they to do. make the right choice they, they for just, them, yeah. and that's where you can go. Yeah. Well, here you go. Look. 
Um, a commercial break. I mean, you what? know, we well, have that's that's fair. Yeah, there's a, there's a four commercial breaks, and then there are four. We're trying I, to be I don't real know. here. I don't even pay attention yeah, to this it, show it, it, anymore. Uh, Alan makes fun of his show. So they okay. just drank. Yeah, they just drank. Okay, and Blake giggles. <laughs> you listen to me giggle, man. You're going to be toast in the first five minutes. Are you? Are I'm I mean, the laugh track. Come on, I still haven't got this junk working, but I will one day. Promise. What was it? What did it say there at the bottom? What was that last what one? Was that last one? Chug, Chug a beer, beer for the entire duration of the party room. <laughs> that is one fine commercial, I do I gotta guess. say. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna actually kill yeah. our remaining audience tonight. <laughs> By, they're gonna just OD. Yeah, <laughs> over drink, right? Sure, why not? But it's I, I I have had people write me and say that like they started tuning into the show, which is great. I'm glad they are. But they used to just listen to the show in podcast form, which we which we still are. Yeah. I, I don't always update it every single week because it, this is a video show, dude. If you're right. if you're listening and not watching, you're missing like half the show. It's vidcast. But I do still update the episodes on iTunes, uh, Google. Uh, I, I, what are all Stitcher, those? Stitcher, the other one, yeah. Google Play, yeah, blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're not seeing all the visuals and the meme of the week and, oh, yeah. and all that stuff. So I've, I actually have people write and say, I, I swear to God, that they said there was like there was like half an hour towards the end of the episode that was just disco music. What is that? <laughs> you're, it's the party room. How yeah, can you man. how can you miss? Come on, it's the party room. Jeez, I know, right? Hell Thank on, no. The party room is a, is a, is a good second to that other commercial from the Tenth Amendment Center. Now they got just as groovy a hit hitting on that one. Yeah, yeah. There is the Tenth yeah. Amendment. It's it's more like it's more like hardcore electronica. Yeah, yeah. And it, then I don't. It kind of puts I don't a fear know. of God in you, you know. Yeah. 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 Oh well. I have said that maybe we could add some narrations ourselves, like like narrate the graphics that sure. are on the screen, but I don't think I'm going to. I yeah, think I I'm just going to leave it that way so that people who, if you're, if you're right now listening to this on iTunes and you've always wondered what that like three minutes of disco is at the end of the show, <laughs> it's the advertisements and uh-huh. you should, you should check them out. Yeah. It's worth yeah. it. it Especially if you it. live in Nebraska. Wait, you'll wait, never come to the, you'll never come to the party room. What's if you wrong live in with Nebraskans? Place? Nothing. It's just far away from Tennessee. I could have picked a further place, but my brain doesn't work that fast. So what? So you have something against Nebraska is what you're saying? No, it's just far. I could have said Miami or L.A. You're from Miami. Why didn't you say Miami? Because I don't like referring to that place. Why aren't you going to producer cam when you're talking? I feel like I feel like if you're talking, the camera should be on you. And now I'm talking That's and the why. camera's on you. You see how confusing this is? You're the worst. I <laughs> It's it's almost as if you literally just show up here right before we do the show and then just do the show and we I do. don't rehearse literally. or do anything. It's almost as if that. Yeah. Well, get your get your glasses ready. Commercial break, you think? Yes, sir. Let's take a commercial break. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. You know, I'm literally sitting here, we're doing the show, and I have people sending me angry messages about a Facebook post I made today. <laughs> and the thing is, like, this is the, this is the question. It's a copy-paste. This is the question I send every one of these people, is how did you find me 
And how long have you been watching the show before you decided just now that this is not for you? Right. Because we haven't, we've pretty much been the same the whole time. Yeah. We've been doing this for three years, man. (laughs) We have, we have. And I, and I have new people who will watch for a few weeks and then say, oh, I don't like this. I'm like, but we didn't do anything different. I know our buddy Michael Bolden at the 10th Amendment Center deals with this all the time, that like they have been consistently on their message for a decade, and yet they'll still have people wax and wane with each election cycle because it's, it's all a matter of team. It's not a matter of the actual believing of what they're right. talking about. I'll tell you what I believe in. That commercial we just came back from, yeah. you got to go to patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. I've decided I have like a new philosophy for okay. funding the show. I, I read this on Twitter from our friend uh, Philip Kennedy. We need to have we need to have Philip on the show because he's he's a great financial mind. Uh, but he was talking about how like the new philosophy is is you got to get ten thousand people to give you a dollar a month. That'd be great. Like a dollar a month is a very small amount of money. Twelve And in the year. grand scheme of things, ten thousand people is not really that many people. Like you right. look at how many people watch Joe Rogan for God's sakes. Yeah. And, or, I mean, you know, I mean, Joe Rogan's obviously a huge program, but I mean, I find random crap on, on YouTube all the time. Yeah. That's getting hundreds of thousands of views. And it's, just, it's, it's not that it's bad content. It's, but it's just content. It's not right. really unique. It's not really flashy. I, I can't say that they really put just a ton of time into it. it. A lot of times it's just some random idiot just running his mouth. I, I don't know anything about that myself, yeah, don't but, know anything about it. and, and I'm sitting here thinking if you, if you're getting 10,000 a week or, you know, that are, if you have 10,000 consistent viewers and they were giving you a dollar a month, you know, like they're foregoing their one medium fry <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> per, one time per month, then that would give you the money to make an amazing program to reach a lot more people right. and, and put your entire like life Entire. I, I don't know where I'm Entire. from. I'm from the deep south, apparently. Uh, like you could put everything into that content. So yeah. that's my new thing is yeah. I want to get 10,000 people to give us $1 a month. Now, if you're already one of our Patreon subscribers and you subscribe at a level higher than $1, I'm not saying that you should lower it because no. you're making up, if you're giving us $5, you're making up for the four jack offs that are not pitching in. <laughs> so we need you. If you want to give us a thousand dollars a month, that'd be oh, fine too. Yeah, that's fine. But we need ten thousand people to give us a dollar a month. So yeah. anyway, I just wanted to say that I read that and I thought, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. I think it's easier to ask people. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is this is me asking. Just yeah. give me all your money. Yeah. Just you do go. it. Just it's, do it. It's easy. Just do it. Sure. It's it's never been easier. <laughs> hey Blake. Yes. What time is it? It's time for. I'm not going to talk about cops this week. Okay. Did you know armadillo shells can deflect bullets? Really? In 2015, a Texas man was hospitalized after shooting an armadillo with his 38 revolver. The man fired three rounds, one of which ricocheted off the animal's shell and hit the man in the jaw. You're kidding. I, I kid you not. Wow. While it is unknown if the armadillo survived, <laughs> Brianna Taylor was killed by mm-hmm. police and none of the officers responsible have been charged. Wow. <laughs> That's it. I'm that, done. That's that it. We're not. We're not going to do the, it. Like, oh, like right. Honor. Right now. Right now. Like Dave and Mary of Liberty uh, Late Night. Like they're already <laughs> vomiting from. Like, it's. It's really sad. 
They're not. They can hold their. That was like They'll an Epstein I know meme, you got, kinda. I, you just kind of hijacked that bad boy. Just kind of swooped right in there and snitched it. Yeah. It's just I'm literally getting messages as we speak from our friend Mike Meharry. Okay. And what's he saying? Uh, I I don't know. He's uh, just he's just bitching about Facebook. He's trying to confuse you. Yeah, that's attention. what he is doing. He is yes, trying, to trying to confuse, confuse you. He's he trying, knows to, you're he's trying right to make now me a neo confederate like he is. <laughs> um, you know, we this week. Yes. I put out the call like I do every week, mm-hmm. the yeah, start of the sure. work week for viewer mail. Okay. And I'm, I got to tell you, I'm being I'm being honest now. Okay. I love answering the viewer mail, <laughs> but the viewer mail is starting to get a teensy bit out of hand. Uh oh. Because it's the same thing. I feel compelled to answer the viewer mail, all of it, <laughs> because like these are our hardcore view, like these are the ones who are really engaged, oh, right? These are the people who are liking and sharing the show every week. Yes. And I'm like, what kind of jerk would I be to not answer their questions? On the other hand, the viewer mail is now taking up two thirds of the show. <laughs> but we're okay. going to do it. Okay. Let's do the viewer mail. <sighs> okay. Uh, Eric writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what is the best way to stop a rhino from charging? Blake, what's the best way to stop a rhino from charging? Take away his charge card. Okay, that was decent. I'll give that a <laughs> 6 out of 10. I'll, 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 okay. Uh, Chuck writes, Dear Alan and Blake, why are eggs narrow on one end and fat on the other? Now, we don't fat shame on this program, Chuck. Mm, sure. It's they're narrow on one end and thick on the other. Okay. Thick, you Do you have saying? an answer to that question? Um, I can't. I, I mean, I'm not even going to dignify with an answer because we don't fat shame. I raised chickens, and I know the answer. What's the answer? The pointy side is so that it can come out of the uh, vent easier. The v- vent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's chicken terminology for the whole. <laughs> it's called a vent. Yes, you're a, you're a vent. <laughs> Uh, Daniel writes, dear Alan and Blake, what, who is your favorite viewer and why is it Celeste? <coughs> so, you know, we were just talking a minute ago about our amazing Patreon subscribers who we need yes. them to keep, we need to keep, they need to keep Patreoning as, as much mm-hmm. as they can Patreon. Yes. And so, you know what? Celeste is our favorite viewer. Mm-hmm. You know, she, you know, so she and, uh, her, uh, her brother, Derek, they were the ones who gave me this and they were here for episode 100. Yes, they were. Now that is the type. Of, now we need nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine more. Yeah, Celeste. Exactly. And, yeah, and we're good. Yeah, and then That's we're it. and then we're yeah. good. Then we're done. Well, I, I mean, we're not <laughs> done. Like I no. think they would be upset if they were giving uh, if ten thousand people were giving me a dollar a month, and I, then I, we just. I, just I mean, went. I mean, we're done being broke. Well, yeah. <laughs> I bet we'd figure out a way to blow it all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you would. So you guys find 10,000 people to give us a dollar a month and we'll figure out a way to blow it all. Sure. All right. Sherry asks, uh, dear Alan and Blake, if you had to rid the earth of its human population, how would you do it? Now, the answer to this is actually the same way to stop a rhino from charging is you would inform, the, you would give the rhino and the human population information that would lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. <clears throat> And boom, done. Got rid of the whole population. Wow. Uh, what? <laughs> I mean, it's saying, worked so far. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you. I mean, somebody in the comments had said just communism. That's how you do it. <laughs> but I mean, you maybe only get like a hundred. There've been a lot of survivors communism, of communism. But right? by God, you get them all with information that'll lead to the rest that, of Hillary that's, Clinton. That's right. That's right. Uh, Dana writes, "Dear Alan and Blake, uh, 
Will they ban different strokes? Do you remember the TV show Different Strokes? Yes, I do. Did you Did you watch Different? I watched strokes? the heck out of it because it was I was a little kid when that show was still airing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great show. Um, I don't think that they'll I ban they different don't. strokes, but you no. know what I think is eventually going to happen. You know how I I don't remember if we talked about this or not. Do you, no. mean, you know how like with some of the old cartoons and like the old Disney movies yeah. now they put the disclaimer on there mm-hmm. that says that this is from a different time. And the 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 themes expressed herein are not yeah. those of Disney or or whatever. Yeah, um, I think that that's going to become more common. Yeah, you're going to get to the point where they're either going to edit out the particularly objectionable parts of older like movies and shows right. and stuff, or they'll put that disclaimer on everything. Yeah, that I think that's what you know. What's, you know what's the weirdest thing to me about that? What is that? You feel it's necessary as if the audience. Actually, I take that back. It's be, it's because so many people are so stupid and so quick to incite rage. Yeah. And they and, and completely incapable of thinking for themselves exactly. that they need that disclaimer because one would think that people know. Like yeah. I know that Gone with the Wind is an old movie. Right. Now, I don't think it should be banned from any platform no. or what cuz it's it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. It's a, it's a work of art and it was made during its time like Exactly. You should just understand that going in. Yeah. But I think that they're going to start putting disclaimers on absolutely everything so that everyone can avoid like all accountability for everything. But my take on the different strokes thing is, is I don't remember there being anything in that show that was particularly divisive. It was actually, you know, had some good key points that they hit there. You know, so anyway. Yeah, but all they got to do is find like uh, a lot of people will post the meme of, um, I don't know if it's Quantum Leap, I think it is, uh-huh. is that there's an old episode of that show where um, like he goes he goes to a point or whatever and he's he has embodied the role of like the retarded kid at school. Uh-huh. Now I know that that, I mean, that's a, that's a boogie word now, yeah. retarded. I still call people retarded all the time when they're being retarded. Yeah. But... Like he's, he's in, in the episode, he's playing like the role of a kid with Down syndrome yeah. and the character says, oh my God, am I retarded? And he looks in the mirror and sees that he's the kid with Down syndrome. And so like, that's just, that can't be on TV because I, I just, you know, like my, like my poor virgin ears couldn't, couldn't handle that. So that's exactly the kind of thing that either they would just delete that out of the lineup completely right. or they would put the big fat disclaimer on there that like, oh, well, the, the, the themes expressed herein are not necessarily those of whatever network's yeah. running the rerun. We should start running one of those. I yeah. Think. We're yeah. going to have to start running one. In fact, I know this for a fact. We're <laughs> going to have to start running one that says the, the views expressed herein are not necessarily those of Blake Osborne. <laughs> no, no. That's, it's coming. It's coming. I, it wouldn't surprise me. We should make We should, we make, should a make one just for fun. We should make a disclaimer thing. Do you know what my it. favorite one was? Remember what? Beavis and Butthead? Yeah. Remember that thing used to start off, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I wish we had a copy of that to show because that, that's that's one of the best ones ever. I bet you know? we can find it. Yeah, we definitely can find it. Uh, Mary writes, Dear Alan and Blake, have you ridden or driven a motorcycle? Have you ever been on a motorcycle, Blake? One time. Yeah. And I'm still feeling very guilty for this. I had a friend many, many years ago who let me ride on his moped for like five minutes. I swear I broke the sucker. I broke it to pieces and it was my fault. <laughs> I, I don't know what's funnier, the fact that you broke it or the fact that, like, moped for you is counting as motorcycle. 
Dude, I was like 17, man. What do I know? Okay. okay. <laughs> so I, I have driven a motorcycle really? one time and I will never do it again. You lived. I, well, I mean, I did, but barely. Like, <laughs> I just I just won't. I, I tell people all the time, like, I, I tell all my friends, do not get a motorcycle. Do not drive a motorcycle on the road around other people. Because it has nothing to do with you. It has yeah. everything to, like, how many times have you been in traffic and seen a random idiot run a red light? Yeah. And you're like, that. if that's me and uh-huh. it's right now, I'm dead. You are dead, yes. So yeah. I, nah, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't trust other people. But wait, but, don't you, wait, you owe us an explanation. You know, you owe us the story, man. Come on. You're going to have to give it to us one way or another, you know. Oh, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'll give it to me. No, I, I just, <laughs> when, I, when I was younger, I, I rode a motorcycle one and time. And what, what, what scared you so bad that you refused to ride it? I mean, nothing scared me about okay. it. It's The ride was fine. But I, now I was on a road where there were no other cars. Okay. I, I'm not going to go through town driving it. That's yeah, crazy. I agree. People are People are nuts. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I've heard me? it said that, you know, in a car, the car's around you, but on the motorcycle, you're around the car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're literally like it's literally mm-hmm. like when you're and this is something I've said before too. I guess this is when my inner statist comes out uh-huh. is when I'm talking about like road safety and stuff. Yeah. Is people have no consideration for the fact that they're in a metal capsule flying down pavement at like <laughs> 80 miles an hour. It's kind of scary. They don't when you put respect it, that way. it. No. And so people <laughs> drive erratically because they don't respect yeah. that their body is sitting in a chair hurtling through the air at that speed. That's right. And and it would be less than ideal if it came to a stop. The, the, yeah. 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 So, and that much more so if you were on a motorcycle. So, so I want you guys to go to patreon.com slash Alan Mosley, <laughs> give us a dollar a month and do that for yeah. the rest of your long life because you don't die on a motorcycle. Yeah. And so you want Alan to have a motorcycle. I'm, I'm not going to spend that money on a motorcycle. Sure. Get Harley. I'll spend, I mean... If if I was making that kind of money doing the show, I probably would spend some of the money on dumb things that we would like use on the show. Sure. Like Harley's. Like we could do like we could do some test shooting of some different firearms, perhaps. It you really would. Armadillos. It, it what it would really do is it would just fund our trips to various like restaurants to eat, eat impossible whoppers. That's <laughs> and what critique food. That's what it would do. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, Suzanne writes, Dear Alan and Blake, why do they call them good and plenty when they are neither? Wait, what? There there seems to be some bitterness in, in that particular question, Suzanne. <laughs> so I'm not a huge fan of, like, licorice-flavored stuff, and I know good and plenty or, like, licorice candy or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's false. Suzanne's a lawyer, so she should sue for false advertising. <laughs> Uh, Dave writes, dear Alan and Blake, what is the highest per year contract you would find acceptable for a long-term Dak Prescott deal? So Dave knows that I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan and the, the highest per year contract I would find acceptable for Dak is about 350. Cause they, I, I, I actually already answered this for Dave on Facebook. If, if Dak Prescott were worth 20 or 30 million a year or whatever it is, then they should just trade him. Like he obviously has great trade value, so they should just trade him. D- dude, Dak Prescott is not. He's never got, like at the end of the day. I'm about winning Super Bowls. I think that if you're a a professional, if you're a professional NFL, if you're a professional football player, if you're a coach, if you're a GM, your goal is to win the Super Bowl. Your goal is not to field a team. Your goal is to win the Super Bowl. Dak Prescott is not a Super Bowl level quarterback. End of discussion. Um, man, we should do a sports ball. I actually yeah. messaged Mike. The when other was day. the last sports ball done? 
Well, there's no sports. I know. It's, it's not our fault. There's no sports. I know. Jeez. What does this world come to? Speaking of Mike, Mike writes, Dear Alan and Blake, NASCAR or WWE? Ugh. I mean, at least NASCAR is a real sport. Well, it's not a sport. <laughs> it's driving cars, but yeah. at least it's not fake. Right? Yeah, well, there's plenty of nooses on WWE. Don't, don't start. Don't start. You're, you're stealing the thunder for the end of the show. Anyway. No, no, no. Celeste writes, oh, it's Celeste. Yay. We always answer Celeste's Yes, we questions. always answer Celeste's question. If you want us to answer your question when yeah. we start scaling back the viewer mail, uh-huh. you have to write us. <laughs> and, and at patreon.com slash Alan, let's give us a dollar. Uh, how did you and Blake meet? How did we meet, Blake? The very first time I met you, mm-hmm. I was doing sound on the square here in Columbia, and you were singing, I believe, <laughs> when you were in high school with a choir group. I was singing. I used to do that, you know. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. I, no, no, I you sang still sing. Stuff. Just, just, you know. I sang stuff. I did. You do sing stuff. I don't anymore. Don't listen to him, folks. He sings really well. No, just stop it. <laughs> um, Lyle writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what is your two-year plan to make Alan Mosley better? So last week he asked, what was my two-year plan to make the world better? And I basically said, F the world. I'm worried about me. So now he's writing, what's your two-year plan to make Alan Mosley better? Um, you can find details of that by going to patreon.com. <laughs> Jeez, man. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm getting married. Yeah. So I don't know if that's if it's better or worse. <laughs> no, it's a no, right it's better. Yes. I, I love yeah. Anna Kane. Yeah. Um, I'm getting married. Good. So, so I won't have a life anymore. So, yeah, you will. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Michelle writes, dear Alan and Blake, do you think the mayor of Nashville will be recalled? No, I don't. And I know why she's asking that because you know they approved a 34 percent tax increase in Nashville. Thirty eight. It was 38. It was 34. It was 34? The last yeah. I heard it was 38. I mean, if it's more than zero, it's too much. Yeah, I mean, um, for Pete's sake, dude. <laughs> and you know what You know what that means? Everybody in Nashville should leave. Yeah. That's what you do. You vote with your feet. Good um, Lord. But he won't be. He won't be because they're, they're just making their bed. That's all they're doing. And they're going to lie in it. Uh, and finally, Andrew writes, Dear Alan and Blake, is a storefront located in the Seattle, pro- Seattle protest zone a chop shop? I'm I'm going to give that a 4 out of 10. I think Andrew, I think you could have done better. I think you've done better and we expect more. We'll be right back after this break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at alan at funnybroke.com. <sighs> so, the, I think the theme of today's show is going to be fake news. Fake news. It's, it's like, I mean, in some ways you could do that every week. So yeah. I try not to like do hashtag fake news as like the title of an episode. Yeah. Because we could do a fake news segment every week. Absolutely. We could. Yeah. But the, the theme of today's show is going to be fake news. And okay. it's, it's going to go lots of different directions. So we're okay. going to start with, did you remember, do you remember all the big hoopla on the news about the Shake Shack situation? Where a few officers from the NYPD apparently went to Shake Shack to get some milkshakes, and then they said that they were poisoned, 
and then they were going to investigate Shake Shack. And of course, you go on Twitter, and it's just hashtag cancel Shake Shack, because of course, naturally, if it's been reported, it must 100% be true. So everyone's already on the bandwagon. I'll never eat at Shake Shack again. Um, they should they should find who did it and prosecute them. I'm never going to Shake Shack. Guess what? Pull up the article, Blake. There it Bam. is. NYPD, quote, poisoned milkshakes. Caught brass behind conspiracy theory. Reportedly made it up. Made it up. Now, first of all, by the way, this I'm, I'm the article I'm reading from is from TMZ. What a world we live in. Yeah. That you can't get any reliable news from like ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, but you can get it from TMZ. So just, yeah. I just want to say really quick, I'm not apologizing for reading from the TMZ article because right. quite frankly, TMZ is doing a better job of reporting actual news than, <laughs> than the news is. That's great. So anyway, <laughs> NYPD brass reportedly cooked up a story about officers getting poisoned at Shake Shack because the trio of cops who complained about a funny taste in their milkshakes never even got sick. <laughs> the cops in the middle of the poison milkshake conspiracy were not targeted by rogue police-hating Shake Shack workers, as the NYC Detectives Endowment Association would have you believe. According to the New York Post, the three officers from the Bronx were on protest duty in lower Manhattan when they ordered the shakes. Now, mind you, cops used a mobile app to order the drinks, which were packaged in a waiting pickup. So employees wouldn't even have known the shakes were for the cops. Right. But don't let facts get in the way of your feelings. The worst thing that happened to the cops was reportedly a bad taste in their mouths after gorging on the shakes. <laughs> Maybe it's just So they bad tossed shakes. them and alerted a Shake Shack manager who said sorry and made good with vouchers for free food and drink, which the officers accepted. <laughs> now, hypothetical. You know, our friend Andrew with his puns, he loves hypotheticals. Would you accept free food and drink from a burger joint you thought poisoned your order on purpose? <laughs> According to the report, things got hairy when the cops told their sergeant about the shakes and the sergeant sent the emergency service unit to set up a crime scene at Shake Shack for an evidence search some wow. two hours after the cops' first sip. Meanwhile, the cops were rushed to oh. Bellevue Hospital, where they reportedly examined and sent on their merry way without ever showing the slightest yeah. of symptoms. Hey, Alan. Yeah. Do you call it a shakedown? This is why you have to have your microphone muted. Like, we, we did good. We made it like 34 minutes into the show, but just, just don't even mute it. Just I had unplug to go it. There. I'm sorry. Just unplug it. <laughs> At the same time, a lieutenant from the blocks fired off an email to the police unions falsely claiming six officers were starting throwing up after drinking beverages they got from Shake Shack on 200 Broadway. Detectives were put on the case, but it was apparently pretty easy to solve after reviewing surveillance footage and interviewing five employees. The report says video showed the shakes were normally made. No poison, no funny business. The reason for the bad taste seems to have been from a commonly used cleaning solution that wasn't thoroughly rinsed off the milkshake machine. But for some reason, the mounting evidence of a big nothing burger, now that's a good pun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Didn't stop the NYC Detectives Endowment Association, by the way, why does that exist? I don't Jesus, know. Jesus. <laughs> from declaring cops, cops were, quote, intentionally poisoned by one or more workers at the Shake Shack and fell ill. And the evidence, or lack thereof, didn't stop Police Benevolent Association President Pat Lynch. Okay, here's another thing I didn't know exists. The Police Benevolent Association. Okay. 
President Pat Lynch from making a show of visiting the cops in the hospital at the same time his union claimed police were, quote, under attack from a, quote, toxic substance believed to be bleach. The since-deleted social media messages initially spread like wildfire, causing the burger joint to trend overnight and birthing the hashtag boycott Shake Shack hashtag, which is still being tweeted by accounts. After a thorough investigation of the NYPD's Manhattan South investigators, it has been determined that there was no criminality by Shake Shack's employees. You know, this is one of those things, too, where, and we talked about this on the show, where when some hoax is initially perpetuated to get clicks and likes, it's front page news, right? Like yeah. it's got a million retweets and shares, but the retraction is always like on page 14D and it gets like 50 shares. It always happens. NYPD Chief of Detectives Rodney Harrison finally tweeted eight hours after the alleged incident that there was, quote, no criminality, and it was all much ado about nothing, literally nothing. With egg on their face, the police unions eventually deleted their tweets and put out statements walking back their claims. The city council has since demanded a probe into alleged inflammatory behavior by the police unions, and the NYPD says it's still reviewing the incident. So we know what that means, of course. They're going to review the incident, which means they're going to find, they're going to investigate themselves, find no wrongdoing, and move on. Right. Now, that's the end of the tale there, and that's bad enough. But I do want to do one final call out before we go to our next commercial break. The, po- the police lied. Now, to be fair, it was not the actual officers themselves, apparently, who started the whole dust up. It was the brass above them who felt that this was an opportunity that they could paint themselves to be the victims. They could try to take some of the heat in the press off of all of the anti-cop stuff going on, which, by the way, is totally deserved. And if we can just make ourselves out to be the victims, then people will sympathize with us. And so they, they purposely perpetuated a hoax. They did this. This is not conjecture. We know this happened. They lied. But them saying a lie could not have made it anywhere without the complicity of the mainstream media. It's the mainstream media who helped spread the lie that that starts this mass awareness of this fake campaign that gets the the hashtag boycott Shake Shacks running. You know, if I'm Shake Shack, and and this is something, and and I mean this, I know that when when you're dealing with the realm of social media, uh, or media in general, that it's, it's really hard to go after people. It's really hard to sue people for damages because you have to be able to claim a specific damage. You have to be able to talk about intent, um, talk about um, misconduct and, and that sort of thing. But the fact of the matter is, is that if, if someone can lie about, say, Osborne Studio and Sound, and, it's, and there's no evidence to support their claim whatsoever. If someone can just make a completely unfounded claim and say, oh, Osborne Studio and Sound, they, they kick puppies. And I, I don't support anyone who kicks puppies. We don't kick puppies. I know you don't. Um, <laughs> but anyway, someone can say that with no evidence whatsoever. Sure. And, and when you wake up tomorrow morning, you come to find out that there's like 7,000 missed notifications on your Facebook or your Twitter because hashtag boycott OSS is trending. And you're like, oh my God, my, you know, I'm ruined, right? Like I'll never live this down because the spread of the negative story is going to, it's going to be fanned with so much more flame 
than the spread of the retraction right. or of or of any evidence yeah. to the contrary. Really can happen to any business. It can happen to anybody. Yeah. That's exactly any, right. Anybody, any person. I would love to yeah. see Shake Shack be like, okay, well, we're going to sue those unions. We're mm-hmm. going to sue the police benevolent, whatever the hell that yeah. is. We're going to sue them. We're going to sue the NYPD. We're going to sue Twitter. We're going to sue everybody because they their algorithms at work the media at work they it's it's this conjoined like unholy alliance to spread this fake news but you will not see anywhere near the amount of fervor in spreading the truth right yeah i mean that's i mean that's really my takeaway from this is boy that could happen to anybody yeah. like imagine the nightmare if you're you know like you're the pr or you're the social media person for shake shack and you and you like get a call. From, you come in on Monday. Oh you boy. get you get a call from the CEO that says, "Dude, da f." Yeah, do and you something. go and check. You whip out your phone. You're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and and exactly so. And they actually mention this in the article. There's actually still people in the world right now talking about boycotting Shake Shack because they poison cops. Now, now we know this to be not true. It's been found to be untrue. But again. The lie spreads so quickly and easily, and the truth so lackadaisically yeah. that there's still people that are standing by that, and that's that's just that's a shame. I mean, you know, Shake Shack, I'm sure is going to be fine, but I mean, you know, imagine some random mom and pop, yeah, you know, just having their business destroyed overnight, <clears throat> years of years of work to build a certain brand and an image thrown away because these other people needed some likes and clicks. You can't trust the news, man. You can't. You know no. who you can trust? Who? Is It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Yeah. Which you can support by going to <laughs> We've done that enough. We're yeah. going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. So we're going to move on from fake news to fake news. Ooh, fake I news. Like how you did Hashtag that. fake news. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and pull up that article. There it is from ESPN. Oh. FBI says rope has been in Talladega garage since October. Uh, October. Bubba yeah. Wallace not victim of hate crime. FBI concludes noose investigation from Talladega NASCAR race. It's been there since October of 2019. Um. So you might have seen this in the news, uh, Bubba Wallace, who, keep in mind, by the way, they just recently banned uh, any use of the Confederate flag at NASCAR right. races, which, I do, I just, I don't care anymore. We're never but, going there. but that being neither here nor there, Bubba Wallace, who is the only, only black driver in NASCAR, supposedly came to the garage and found a noose hanging in his garage. Now, before I get into, like, the, the meat of the article here, I, I want to say really quick. So this is like, this is a garage that's down at Talladega that's got like millions of dollars worth of equipment and cars and, and, and stuff in it. 
And this is in like at Talladega where there's cameras and alarms and security all over the place. So right off the bat, you, you kind of smell a rat a little bit. Yeah. Like you, you, you kind of know right off the bat that this is, this has to be, this can't be real because how, how did some random, you know, white supremacist sneak into Talladega, sneak into the garage, not be caught by any of the alarms, not be caught on any security cam footage and hang a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage and then get out. So it's, it's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so NASCAR has concluded its investigation. Apparently, it was also investigated by the FBI, by the way. Uh, cars were uh, over the weekend. NASCAR visited Talladega Super Speedway, rain washed out Sunday's show at the 2.66 mile oval in Alabama. The cars were then impounded in the NASCAR garage area. As Richard Petty Motorsports returned to the garage, they noticed what appeared to be a noose over their car. Mm. It appeared to be a hate crime against NASCAR's only African American driver. This came at the same time of widespread protest regarding NASCAR's ban of the Confederate flag. By the way, I haven't seen any of that. I haven't seen any widespread po- protest over NASCAR's ban of the Confederate flag. I'm just saying. Uh, the team notified NASCAR. NASCAR then notified local law enforcement and the FBI. Uh, again, again, fanning the flames. The incident drew national attention. The governor of Alabama also spoke out on the alleged hate crime. Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR, intended to exhaust all resources to figure out what happened. If they discovered who did it, a lifetime ban was promised. The FBI was at the track on Sunday and Monday. They have since closed the case. You know why they closed the case? Why? It's because it's not a noose. No. It's literally just a door pull. It's a a garage. It's a door pull for a garage door. So Tuesday afternoon, the FBI released the following statement. On Monday, 15 FBI special agents, it took 15 (laughs) 15. FBI special agents, uh, conducted numerous interviews regarding the situation at Talladega Super Speedway. After a thorough review of the facts and evidence surrounding this event, we have concluded that no federal crime was committed, the FBI said in a statement. The FBI learned that garage number four, where the noose was found, it's not a noose, um, they, they need to quit using the word, yeah, it's not they, what it they, was, yeah. um, was assigned to Bubba Wallace last week. The investigation also revealed evidence, including authentic video confirmed by NASCAR, that the noose, it's not a noose, quit using right. that word, found in garage number four, was in the garage as early as October 19. So they actually found, I, I didn't say any of it, they actually found video and pictures of this yeah. exact garage at Talladega where you can see, <laughs> it's literally by the door, by the way. Yeah. It's literally a door pull and it's not a noose, it's just a loop. In a rope. And, and I actually saw people talk about this, that a noose, the way a noose is designed is that when you pull on it, it tightens. Yeah. This, uh, when you pull on this, it's just, a, it's just a loop. It's just a handle. Yeah. It's a hand handle a to hand- pull. Jesus. <laughs> Although the noose, it's not a noose, quit using the word, is now known to have been in garage four since 2019. Nobody could have known Mr. Wallace would be assigned to garage number four last week. The decision not to pursue federal charges is proper after reviewing all available facts and all applicable federal laws. We offer our thanks to NASCAR, Mr. Wallace, and everyone who cooperated with this investigation. Boy, that's a that's that's a lot of like official statementy type stuff for this was a complete waste of time and money. Yeah. Uh, NASCAR, this is NASCAR's statement. Uh-oh. NASCAR has declared that Bubba Wallace was not the victim of a hate crime. The series released the following statement following the conclusion of the investigation. Um, 
And the FBI has completed its investigation at Talladega Super Speedway and determined that Bubba Wallace was not the target of a hate crime, the official NASCAR statement reads. The FBI report concludes, and photographic evidence confirms that the garage door pull rope fashioned like a noose, no it wasn't, it's just a loop, has been positioned since there since early last fall. This was obviously well before the 43 team's arrival and garage assignment and are thankful to learn that this was not an intentional racist act against Bubba. Uh, we remain steadfast in our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all who love racing. So here's the beautiful thing about all that. So it's so uh, this was another hoax, and and I and I want to say too that ever since it was completely and ir- irrefutably proven that this was just all another big nothing burger, they have been working double time to make sure to protect Bubba Wallace. Now, I don't have any opinion one way or the other about Bubba Wallace. I don't, I don't like NASCAR. It's funny that we had the NASCAR WWE question because the answer is they're both a joke. But anyway, I don't have any strong opinions about Bubba Wallace one way or the other. I don't care that he's the only black driver one way or the other. He's just a driver. That's, that's how you get over all that nonsense. He's just a driver in NASCAR. Uh, but the point being is, is that they're really working hard to set up the narrative to say that, oh, he didn't report it. Like he didn't find it. It wasn't about him. Like Bubba Wallace didn't see a noose and then say, oh my God, I'm a victim of a hate crime. He didn't perpetuate this hoax. Now that may be, that may very well be true, but you know what this just reminds me so much of? What's that? Jesse Smollett. Smollett. Like this is, they're trying so hard to make Bubba Wallace not Jesse 2.0. Because of course, as we all remember, and we talked about it on this show, that it, you know he was the he was the the actor from Empire that did the whole hoax of he had a noose and bleach thrown on him or whatever on the south side of Chicago by by people by white guys wearing MAGA hats saying this is MAGA, Trump country or whatever on the south side of Chicago. Uh, I loved Dave Chappelle's bit about the whole Jesse Smollett thing because he said he knew it was fake from the get go. Because what they were saying was said didn't sound like white racists. It sounded like black people making fun of white racists. And that's how he knew it was a hoax that was perpetuated. And Jesse Smollett got into some trouble over there. And rightfully so. He, I mean, it was a hoax. And I had said back then that the, that the worst part about all of that was is that let's say it had not been determined to be a hoax. It is a hoax, but let's say they didn't find that out. He was willing to have charges pressed against an innocent person to perpetuate his hoax. But as far as I'm concerned, they should bury him under the prison for that alone. And same thing with this. Now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're telling the truth. Maybe Bubba Wallace had nothing to do with perpetuating the whole thing. But again, the same two pieces of logic apply. If, if this was all a big hoax, then the people who perpetuated it should have their feet held to the fire. Because they're lying. Liars, lie, liars should be called out. Right. And second of all, when the story fit the narrative of look at all the racism in America, boy, they were just, the headlines were everywhere. They were churning it out. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Look at all, look, I can't believe it. They banned the Confederate flag and what do all these racists do? They doubled down by hanging a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. I don't, again, I don't know how anyone could have believed that for a second. But that being neither here nor there, the, the mainstream media was pushing that narrative. Now, now that it's turned out to be a giant hoax, it's kind of like a, well, they hung a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. Turns out that wasn't true. 
Like that's how they report it is, is here's the narrative. Sorry, that wasn't true. I, I want to see more writers, more journalists, more people calling out the mainstream media and saying, this is what, this is what media has become. This is what journalism has become. It's rush to report something as truth and get people riled up about it. And we'll worry about the facts later. Like, let's get the clicks and the likes first. We'll worry about the facts later. Right. <sighs> I, I think I'm tired of fake news. Yeah. It's getting old. It, it is getting yep. old. And, and, and I've said this on the show before, and I'll say it again. I, what frustrates me the most about stories like this, what frustrates me about the most about just the state of mainstream media in general, is that a, a genuine thinker out there, a person out there who, and they don't have to be ideologically exactly like you or me, but someone who says with, with authentic, authenticity that says, well, Alan, where do I go then? If they're lying, if I can't go to ESPN or CNN or Fox or NBC or ABC or whatever, if I can't go there, but I want to, I want to get caught up, where do I go? And that's a really, it, it is, it's a hard question because when you're, because I mean, obviously you're talking indie media, you're talking yeah. independent content creators like, right. but the problem is, is that, well, but the mainstream media and the social media conglomerates own all the platforms so they can throttle your traffic and make it so that people can't find you. They can't search for you. They're not going to see your stuff. Not that I would know anything about that. So it's a, it's a double whammy of not only do they throttle your traffic so the independent media can't get their voices heard, but you also, as an individual, it's harder for you to make judgment calls. It's like you have to do everything individually. And, and, and I've said before, I sympathize with just the average working Joe who, like, maybe he wants to be caught up on current events, but he doesn't, he doesn't have hours and hours every night to be combing through multiple sources to compare. Like, I just, I just want to know, like, it's like, I just want to see the scores, Right. Like, I yeah. just want to see the score so I yeah. know who won. I, I don't need the whole story. Right. And, but it's, it's difficult. Yeah. It's a shame. It's, it, no one is to blame except for the mainstream media and the big social media conglomerates. They're the ones to blame for it. Um, but it's, it's up to, and I've said this recently, you know, I really criticize this silent majority that people like to talk about. Because the silent majority needs to quit being so silent. And they need to start holding people's feet to the fire yeah. when they perpetuate this kind of garbage. We need more jokes. We need this shows more jokes. Get, this, it's like, I mean, I'm right not now. talking about like police murders and stuff <laughs> this week, but it's still too serious. Yeah. We got to, I need, so next week when we do, like when I make the post about finding viewer mail, yeah. I'm going to make a post saying, Hey, if you have any like good news stories that we can talk about on the show, yeah. share those too. Sure. So for people listening to the live premiere, which is Wednesday nights yep. at uh, nine o'clock Eastern yep. time over on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash funny Leave me some links to some good news for us to cover next week. Until then, we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back.
like us on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash funnybroke. You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com at Alan M. Mosley. Subscribe to us on our YouTube page. That's youtube.com slash funnybroke. So one more quick thing before we go. Pull up that Hill tweet right there. So this is from Jamel Hill, uh, who is just freaking awful. She says, it was a noose. They just don't believe it was directed at Bubba Wallace. I know facts nor context is your strong suit, but do try to keep up. Jesus Christ. How does she know for sure? Was she there? No, she's she just, I mean, she, she's just fanning the flames of racial hatred. That's all yeah, she does. Of course. I mean, she's not a journalist. She's just a... POS. She's a dick shitter. I mean, let's call her what it is. Uh, you know, Jamel Hill needs to visit euthanasia.com to get the information she needs to make the right choice. Did they drink? Her. Did they drink? That's the question. Did they take that sip? I don't know. Did you giggle? I don't know. I giggled lots. I need, I, By I don't now, know. To people me, can't a giggle see is straight. like, to me, a giggle is like, hee 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 hee. You don't seem like a hee 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 kind of person to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm not anymore. giggly. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. This is episode 113. We thank you so much for watching. We thank you so much for those who are supporting us by going to our Patreon. It's patreon.com. I guess we'll see you next week. Thank you.